Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastside.co. Happy Mother's Day, mothers, future mothers. Yeah, spiritual mothers, I like that too. That is fantastic. The women just got back from a women's retreat. We had 32 women go to the mouth. How many of you are here this morning that went? That's good, that's good. Um, Remember the song that we sang, I'm No Longer a Slave to Fear? Put that in your pocket. Because I'm going to ask you in just a minute to come testify the goodness of God. So you guys, you guys ready? You ladies ready? We've never done that with the ladies. We've always, sometimes the men come back and they testify. And this morning we're going to let the women do the same. It's going to be fantastic. I've heard some stuff that the Lord did and it's going to be really good. Uh, I'm proud of my wife, incredibly proud of my wife and uh, her effort to make this women's retreat incredible. Um, so, but she, can't do, she couldn't do, have done it without a team, and there's a team of women here that I am incredibly proud of that love the Lord. You know, there were 32 women up there, and Liz said there was such a spirit of unity. There was no prima donnas. We had 32 women in one hen house (laughs) with no conflict. The the rooster was gone is what somebody just said. Can you believe they just said that? (laughs) I I I just love what I heard. But one of the things I just wanted to tell you and celebrate with you, Liz and I, uh, this Wednesday, will be married for 25 years. So she probably needs a standing ovation for being married to me for 25 years. Um, so it's a, it's a special week for us and a special day uh, for us as well. As I was thinking about what to talk about today, you know, I really... Uh, heard back from the retreat uh, just the idea of, um, of, of this unity and um, the camaraderie and the, the idea that they were just unified about this one thing, that there were 32 women up there whose number one desire was to pursue God and to become like him. And that's our passion as a church. I mean, that describes the passion of this church, is that we be a people, we be the church that desires to be like God, so much so that we, we drastically pursue him with everything that's within us. And the testimonies that are coming back are, are fantastic. And so we're going to get into that in just a second. I'm going to kind of set that up with this. I had like, you know, 
15 different examples from Naomi to Ruth to Esther to Deborah. Deborah, by the way, Mark, you said something to me in the foyer that I just need to, I've got feedback. Can you hear it? Um, you said something to me in the foyer about you know, wearing your dress whites uh, today, and you wanted to honor mothers who had lost their children, their sons and daughters in, in battle. One of the things that Deborah says is, I am the mother of Israel. And the first thing she says after she says, I'm the mother of Israel, she honors those who have given their life for Israel, for the church. And so we honor you as you honor mamas this morning. Why don't we give Mark a round of applause? And for all those who, who have died, all the mamas that lost their babies so that we could live free. What an, what an awesome what an awesome statement. I chose the weirdest verse. Does that surprise you guys? It's found in Matthew chapter 26. And it's the anointing at Bethany. Bethany is a town that is a little over a Sabbath day's journey, which, which means that, you know, it's, it's just several miles away. Uh, you know, it takes that, it's probably less than 20, it takes that, that length of time to walk, and it has to be, you know, uh, on the Sabbath you, you, you can't walk, but so far that's why Jesus oftentimes start, stopped in the Garden of Gethsemane, or the garden there, uh, the, uh, uh, um, so, so that the Mount of Olives there, so that, so that he wouldn't extend past the Sabbath day's journey on the way to Bethany because that's where his best buddy lived. And there was community. And Jesus was really into family and community. And, and no matter how large we get as a congregation of believers, we're going to fight to maintain community and family. Because without community and family, there's no way to be the right kind of church. Because the church is intended to, to pour into people, to allow people to begin to maximize their ministry and who they are in God, and, and, they're, and they're to lo love on each other. You've got to pour into one another, and that's what we saw on the retreats. And that's why we do retreats. We do retreats, and we have such great results on retreats because of that idea that, that, that people really want to become who God created in the be, and they want to know God more. And so they take a few days and they set it aside and their, their whole focus is on what the Lord is saying and who he is and who they are. They're looking for vision. The ladies were looking for vision on, on how to be a, you know, a better person, a better individual, or maybe a better wife or, or, or a future wife or whatever it might be or how to be healed and get over wounds because that's why Jesus came. And they spent a couple of days focusing. One of the things that I loved about the song choices this morning were we were talking about the idea that God is, he's here. He, you know, can you see his eyes? Do you feel his mercy? Do you understand his love? All those things are true and all those things are available and you can be in contact with that at all times because he's everywhere all the time. He's an all-powerful, omnipresent God who wants to reveal himself to you. He's not playing hide-and-go-seek. And so our desire as a staff and as a church body is that we teach people how to actually get God 
We want to do things with excellence, but we don't want to put on a show. What we want to do is actually have you have encounters with Christ so that you can be, so you can be healed and so that you can experience the joy of the Lord and the love of God and the mercy of God and who you are as a child of God. And then once you've experienced all that, then you can, then you can and that's been revealed to you, then you can share that with other people and, and help them experience the same thing. That's called the church. That's who the church is supposed to be. I don't know that Jesus is really looking down very impressed at the, at the shows that we have on Sunday. It's not about the show on Sunday. It's about the community on Sunday. And hopefully you worship God with everything you've got, with excellence. But it's about us growing together in the Lord and him revealing himself to us. And that's the, that's the main event before we get to the women's testimonies that I want you to see about this story. So let's read it. It's in Matthew chapter 26. It's actually found in three of the Gospels. The other anointing at Bethany is, is actually a different version that's found in Luke. Matthew, Mark, and John are all this particular one. And there's just really two points that I want to bring out before we get to the women. Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper. And a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head, and he sat at the table while he sat at the table. <laughs> I think that's kind of an interesting thought. Now, did you all get the same image I got? He's sitting at the kitchen table. A woman walks up behind him and pours oil on his head. Let me, let me just get this right here. Boy, that thing didn't feed back. I'll do Ben because I always do Michael. You're, no, I'm not going to do it, brother. But that's kind of weird, isn't it? That's the first thing I think of. And she comes up behind him and she pours his oil over his head. And it's expensive. And it's got to be kind of an interesting scene. And some of the disciples were there, and they saw that, and, and they were indignant. And they, they say, why, why are you wasting that stuff? That's, that's fragrant oil, and it might have been sold, and we could have gave the proceeds to the poor. That's what good church people do. And you don't need God to do it. But when Jesus was aware of what they were thinking, he said, why do you trouble this woman for she has done good work for me for you have the poor with you always but you only have me just for a little bit for in pouring this fragrant oil out on my body she did it for my burial assuredly I say to you wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. There's something about women's intuition, isn't it? There's something about a mother's intuition that we see, and that we even see in this. But aside from that, inclusive of the men in the room, I believe that God wants to give you information that you normally wouldn't be privy to. 
I believe that he wants to be in an intimate relationship with you in such a degree that you'll know things, that you'll have wisdom beyond your education, that you'll be able to speak into people's lives. There's a spiritual gift called the, a word of knowledge where you can, God will give you information about somebody else where you can pray a prayer or give a word or give a scripture that will fit exactly where they are in their life right at that moment. We had that and we'll hear testimonies of that from the women as they ministered to one another. But this particular woman who, who in Scripture, when, in 60 A.D., when Matthew was, a, or thereabouts, when Matthew was writing the book of Matthew, Jesus said through him that this woman would never be forgotten, ever, ever, ever. Guess what? She's never been forgotten, ever, ever, ever. That's huge. God says it about you. If God wants it to be true about you, guess what? It's true about you. In, his mo in your mother's womb, he formed you. He spoke to you. He had vision for you. He had thoughts for you, and they were good thoughts, thoughts for you to prosper and not to harm you, thoughts for your good, right? Well, here, everybody in the room, including the disciples who have been with Jesus, they don't have a clue about what's coming up. I mean, Jesus has just raised Lazarus from the dead, and it's the week that the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees have wrapped up their plan to kill Jesus. Jesus knows this. Jesus has already said to his disciples, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to die, I'm going to uh, go to the grave, and then I'm going to be raised again. And he called himself the temple. He's already exclaimed that. These disciples are, are unaware of what's going on, but not this, not this woman. This woman has insight into the supernatural. This woman has insight into the future, and she would not have had that insight lest the Lord not have showed her before it occurred. And so even though mothers and women have, a, I think, a special intimacy possibility with God, I think God universally wants to reveal himself to you in incredible ways if you'll just take time. That's what retreats do. Retreats shove out the noise so that you can see. And God teaches us that unless we shove the noise out on a regular basis, unless you shove the noise out daily and follow him, you're not going to hear him. You're going to go through life oblivious from what God wants to do in you and through you, even though it's right in front of you and it's available for you to see at all times. And it's all about you. It's all up to you. You know, the, the problem with the American church, or one of the problems with the American church, although we're not pointing, there's a lot of great things, we're not pointing out problems. I just want to say this one thing. I don't want to be negative. But we, what we've done is we've created an environment where we, can, we add God on Sundays. 
And there's just there's this culture in church just to add God, and that doesn't have any any inkling of a of a uh, uh, of a, a pattern of what God intended the church to be. God intended the church to be like a man and a woman in marriage when they have intercourse. So there's an intimacy with God as we walk and as we go through life, and it's available. It's available. And we see it when this woman had information about his death in just a few days. You see it in, in, in uh, Luke. There's another woman who was a prostitute, and she does a similar thing by pouring oil on his feet and washing his feet, and, and the tears go over his feet, and she takes her hair and she washes the feet because she knows that he's the one who washes her clean and gives her hope. And that is only revealed in the supernatural. And so I hope this morning that as these women testify, that it's just, this is family. This is community. This is their testimony of where God has brought them and and, and their hope for where he's taking them and what he's teaching them right now. Cool? Ladies, who's going to be first? Nyla, come. You can get that mic right there. Yeah. Well, I kind of just want to tag on to what Alex is saying. Um, I had a devotional, and I taught a lot about what he was talking about, and so I just wanted to take it just one step forward of what the Lord has been teaching me prior to the retreat. And um, Liz gave me, here, do a devotional, and said nothing else about it. <laughs> and the Lord just filled in exactly that little piece, and he'd been teaching a me a ton of stuff, but there was just one little piece that he wanted me to share there. And it's something that has been bringing me incredible amounts of freedom as the Lord is having me step forward in some different things that I was incredibly battling fear over that um, I think there was a lot of fear just that the Lord wasn't going to do what he said he's going to do even though he promises that he is that if I stepped forward that um, it had to be that I had to do a bunch of things in order to um, make it be good or what he wants. But what he was showing me is that I just need to listen to him. And that's all that I need to do. And um, the Greek word for, the Greek translation for the word obedience is to listen, um, to hear and to listen towards. And so as the Lord is calling me to be obedient in some things that he was asking me to do, when I started to step forward and think, that I needed to um, muster up the strength to do that, that I needed to figure out how I was going to make that happen, that I needed to come stand up here and, and make something happen. I couldn't handle the pressure. <laughs> like, I just couldn't. I, um, I was performing, and as, and as Pastor Alex said, we, we don't want to put on a show, right? And so when the Lord started speaking to me about listening, 
that is the place that you start. And, and how you listen is you just take some time to come before him and say, Lord, speak to me, and he will. Um, and then what comes out of that is rest and faith. Because if we've heard from the Lord, then I don't have to worry about what I do anymore. I just have to step up here and do it. And, and obedience is a byproduct of that. And, and what comes from that freedom? You know, freedom to just come up and do this because I don't like speaking. And here I am, the first one up here. And I'm not even following any notes. And that's like a big deal. <laughs> well, you have more practice. <laughs> And so at the retreat, I just felt like um, I just needed to speak that. And it's just been a testimony that I've been walking through that the Lord is just bringing freedom. And that that when, when the Lord is asking you to do something, he's not asking you to do something that you can do. He just wants you to hear from you. He just wants you to hear from him and just walk out what it is he's speaking to you. And, and I just really felt that... Um, there were some people who just didn't feel like they could hear from him. And there might be some people here that don't feel like th that you can hear from him. And, that, and that's not true because the Lord desires to speak to all of us and he has a purpose and a plan for all of us even if we don't realize what it is right now. But that's where it begins. It begins by just coming to the Lord and asking him what it is that you want. And maybe he just wants you to sit in front of him and sit at his feet and just hear how much he loves you. Maybe he doesn't want you to go and even do anything. That he just wants you to sit at his feet and be his son or his daughter and just hear how much he loves you and just how much he, he wants to just pour into you because you can only give out what you receive. And he just wants you to receive. And, and, he, and um, Pastor Alex is also talking about word of knowledge and how the Lord just desires to speak to us. And there was just so much of that at the retreat. There would be, somebody would be sitting, coming up and saying, this is what the Lord is teaching me. And then somebody else would be like, I just wrote that down. And it didn't just happen once or twice. It happened the whole weekend. <laughs> and so the Lord just desires to speak through different people in different ways. And he desires to do that for each one of you. You can, you know, if you were a, if you were a teacher, you can come. Or if you weren't, and I don't, I don't want to limit that. Um, maybe just um, what was the biggest thing that impacted you, or what was the single thing that you brought away with? Who's going to be next? Don't make me uh, Don't make me call you out. <laughs> I'll help you be next if you want me to. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Um, oh, hi. Yeah, Sue Reed here. Um, <laughs> it was what I really uh, loved about it was we were talking about, you know, children that were lost in battle. And I think of MIA or POW. So if you hear the women that are talking about WOI, Liz just presented so beautifully, and so did everyone else, that we're going to be women of influence 
because the whole theme was about John 4 and how a woman that had been married multiple times and wasn't even with, you know, her husband, I mean, wasn't even married, and was at the well, and all of a sudden, she just listened for the first time, and then she believed, and even though she was a woman that was shunned, she went back to her town, and she just created revival. So if you start hearing us being WOIs, and you guys, men, you can be MOIs, you know, we're going to be women of influence. Michelle Clark. Good morning. Um, so this was my third ladies retreat and they just keep getting more amazing. They have different themes every time I go. Or, and I build different relationships, and I'm a big people person. I love talking to different people and kind of getting to know what makes them tick, like what's their history, where they come from, and uh, what their testimony is, because they will be known by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And God rides on people's testimonies, because that's we're on earth, so what we say and what we testify to, it would bring him glory, and that's why we're here. And so anyway, um, for the, and, I, and I've walked with the Lord for a while now, but I've never, um, I've always wanted to be, you heard Pastor Alex talk about the, you know, word of knowledge and what is that? Like, what exactly does that consist of? Do I have that? Well, I'd like to have that, Lord, like, please. Um, anyway, so, and there's different, there's different levels. There's different times of, you know, there's different times when you're supposed to speak to someone, there's times when you're not, there's times when you are. Well, for the first time, I was actually given a specific word for someone. And I was like, this is awesome. Thank you, Lord. And um, I hope for more, I want more of that. Like, that gave me a little taste. It's like, just, it gave me a little, like, little bits, and I want more of what he has. And I'm very excited for the future. And I was blessed, blown away by the testimonies of these ladies. These are some amazing women. Um, it's, it's like a concentrate of women who are going to go out and influence the kingdom. And it was very, it was very encouraging to me. I was very, um, very moved, and I can't wait for next year. It's going to be awesome. Cool. Bethany Wallace. Hi, I'm Bethany Wallace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that's probably a story for another day. Um, <clears throat> so I, I really want to give a testimony uh, for someone that's not able to be here, um, and that's my mom. She got to go with us, and this is probably the first women's retreat she's ever been on in her life, and um, I believe that she was filled with the Holy Spirit several years ago, but... Um, she never was able to release her prayer language, and she's been asking the Lord for that for a few years and asking him to help her deal with the fear that she had of it. And um, so she was, she was telling me that she was praying that this would be the weekend. And, um, and we, we've prayed with her. We prayed for her and my dad as well. And, and so I'm with my mom and Christine downstairs, and then I leave for like 10 minutes to go take a shower, and then I come back, and they're like, hey, guess what? <laughs> I just got my prayer language. And it was so cool 
one, because it wasn't even in a service. It was just, they were just talking, and then they just prayed together. And then the Lord just helped my mom overcome the fear that she had of it, and she was able to release it. And um, and it's just really cool watching what the Lord's doing in my family, um, watching after a few years ago, me telling them some supernatural things that were happening to me and them kind of looking at me a little strange, and now just watching where the Lord's bringing them and. And also, I just want to say thank you to the ladies that were there. I think my mom was so encouraged just to be around so many women that love the Lord um, because she's not around that all the time. And I, I think she was just so cur- encouraged and lifted up. And I just want to say thank you guys for loving on her. Who's next? Heidi Wadlinger. Thanks. I didn't have to say my name. <laughs> um, it was crazy. Um, you get all these women together, and um, wow, we're in our sessions, and uh, the something that just like hit me over the head. I felt like I got swapped across my head with a two by four. Um, and it was just a word that wasn't planned, and it was Mel. Where is Mel here this morning? Okay, she's not here. And she, she's the one that brought out, you know, we need to be daughters first. We were created as daughters first. And we weren't sisters first. We weren't wives first. We weren't grandmothers first or cousins or aunts, or, but we're his daughter first, his daughter. Yes, we had earthly, worldly parents, but we were created as his daughter. And that just really, really hit home because I am such a Martha. I got to do, I got to, I got to meet this need and I got to do this and I have to, you know, if you're married and you're a mom and maybe a grandmom too, you wear so many hats, you can't count them all. You know, the chauffeur, the seamstress, the whatever. You know, the list goes on, and your work is never, ever done. You never catch up. But it's such an incredible place to be. And I'd totally forgotten that, first of all, I am his daughter. And I was just in total awe, and it helped me... Um, reset, reprioritize. And I think I was able to see myself like he sees me and how he loves me. And I just, I could hardly shake that thought through the rest of the sessions. And I was overwhelmed. And I don't know if you realize this or not, but this is the greatest group of women I have ever been privileged and honored to serve with and be with, to be loved by and to love and cherish. I have never seen, particularly the 20s and 30s and teens that are so on fire for God, that have such a heart it's not about dating for the teens. It is not about, you know, being the best dressed or having the most perfect kids or uh, 
whatever, these women have such a heart for God like I have never, ever seen before. I have been in circles, in Christian circles, where even leaders, particularly leaders, would backbite. Did you see so-and-so's house? That place is filthy. Blah, 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 blah. And it was just all this backbiting. And I was like, wow. And they called themselves Christians. And I was just so crushed. And I I always kind of withdrew because I didn't want to be part of that circle. And I always saw the men. Whenever I walked over where the men were talking, they were talking about the Lord. And I gravitated in that direction, you know. Because I wanted to hear about that. I didn't want to hear all the backbiting and all the other stuff. But this church is truly blessed to have such women of God. And they're not out to impress anybody. They're out to love and to serve and to minister with, with the heart of God. And I see Jesus when I see them. You look in their eyes. And their desire is just to minister Jesus. So I just thank you. And I'm just, I thank God for allowing me to come here. Thank you, ladies. Love you. Love you, my sisters. <laughs> Y'all can sit. I'm on gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna a couple more. Yeah, here we go. Before she starts, I want to tag. For three years when we got here, we couldn't do women's ministry because we didn't have any, we didn't have the type of core women that we wanted to say follow them as they follow Christ. So we didn't do women's retreats. And I caught flack. But I was willing to stand there and take it until God did what he's done. It's amazing to see the hand of God. It's amazing. Thank you, Heidi. What a blessing. And the truth is the truth. There she is. Good morning. I'm Christine, and I'm a fearless child of God. I'm a fearless daughter of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. I just wanted to share very quickly that um, because a certain person stood in the gap... For us women. And she took the brunt and spent the time with God to find out what exactly he wanted to do. The atmosphere at that place from the very beginning was created for his kingdom and his presence to be there. And I'm not going to share any particular thing because I'd be here all day long just for myself what happened that weekend. But I just want to say that the fullness of God was there. There was healings. There were people set free. There was a revelation. There were um, hearts turned back to God. There were um, things in the past that got cleansed. Every, just the whole gamut of the fullness of who God was. And you made that atmosphere possible. And we came full of hearts ready to receive whatever he had. And I think the biggest thing I took away was that each one of us was a piece of the plan of God. And that we all had our purpose We all had our calling, and we were all created exactly the way that we were supposed to be. And that's what makes us work together. So I thank you for spending the time to make it possible for us to receive what God had. And (laughs) I love this woman. (laughs) 
and be thankful that you are a church where you are allowed to be who you are and who God called you to be. God bless. This is Brittany Barefoot. I mean, Matthew, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. how bright that would be. Um, we go over here. See if I can get in a hole or something. Um, I'm Alex's daughter and Brennan's wife, um, in case you didn't know. Um, God told me when I was trying to sleep last night um, that I would have to talk, and I said, are you sure? Because I don't do that. Um, but he said yes. He was sure. So, um, Daddy, for, since we got here, we've been here about a year. I'm feeding back. I'm standing in a bad spot. Okay. Um, for about a year, we've been here, and um, Daddy gave me like a week of peace and then started in with, um, you know, how are you going to... How are you going to contribute to the church? And, um, you know, what are you going to do? What's God, you know, why are you here? And um, and I just kept saying, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'll do whatever you want. I mean, ask me to do something. Whatever you need, I'll do it. It's not a big deal. I was willing to help, but I didn't have a direction for myself. Um, and a few months ago, he gave me, you know, a vision of... Um, what I would do, and I always thought that, you know, I'd, I'd end up in the children's ministry, because that's where I belong in my head, you know, I'm a kid person, and um, I don't really deal with women very much, that's just, I withdraw, I'm a withdrawer, I don't like to put myself out there and risk, you know, not being liked or whatever, um, and I prefer the little people who aren't brave enough to sass me yet. Um, but, you know, and then Cheryl took it over, and she's completely rocking it. So, obviously, I'm not needed there. So, you're, you're rocking it. Um, but, anyways, so, God said, um, you know, I want you to do women's ministry I want you to start something for the women that I have here and what um sorry what she said was so true that women here are so there's no caddy there's no you know it's not gossipy here it's not um competitive here the women here just really love the Lord and they want to love each other and um and so what I want to do is, and what God has told me to do, um, is um, I think that we are pack people. I said this at the thing. We're pack people, 
and the world has convinced us, and for some reason we believe them, that we have to separate. You know, we're individuals, and, you know, you don't let anybody tell you the right way to be a mom. You don't let anybody tell you the right way to be a wife. You don't let anybody tell you what you should do because you just follow your heart. Which is stupid. But... <laughs> um, and so we are divided because the world has said, you know, you're not woman enough if you can't do everything by yourself. You're not mom enough if you can't handle your, all your kids by yourself. You're not wife enough if you, you know, don't have dinner on the table by five and you don't meal plan six months in advance and you don't, you know, all these things. That, and that's just a lie. And so... Um, God has really laid it on my heart to, to establish our village. And I think that um, the ground is ready. Like, the women here are ready. And so um, what I'm going to do to start is um, I'm going to make a Facebook group. And it's going to be called Our Village on Purpose. Um, and if you're on my friends list, you're going to get added. But everybody is not on my friend list. So, you know, add add the people that are on your friend list. And if you don't get added, um, please don't let Satan say they didn't add you on purpose. Um, you know, they don't want you. You know, you got left out. They don't want you. You don't have anything to contribute. Call him a liar to his face, okay? And come and, come and say, you know, I didn't get added. And I will do that. If you're not on Facebook or you have an account but you're not active, please make sure I get your phone number and I will call you and keep you updated on your village. Um, and But this isn't just going to be like a small group. It's not going to be just like a um, it's not going to be just like a prayer chain or a meal chain or those things are important but I think that's the easy stuff. What we're going to do is life. You know, we're going to play date until we drop. And we're going to, you know, it's summertime, so it's a good time to start this. So we're going to can stuff. And we're going to, you know, meal, uh, freezer meal prep. And we're going to, you know, if you have a need of whatever, if you, um, you need something to do, you guys are young. If you need something to do because you feel bored and you don't want to be doing something that gets you in trouble you know post it and tell your village and let's you know find something to do if you need um if you're you know by yourself because you know you don't you're just alone and you feel lonely you know tell us we'll find like I will come and I know a lot of people here will come too you know if you are a stay-at-home mom and you you know you just need a break you just need the day, you know, you want, you feel God calling you to be alone with him, but you just have five people crawling all over you, and you can't do that, you know, and somebody has to feed them and keep them from running with scissors, so, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post, you know, I just really need to get with God today, can somebody feed my kids and keep them from running with scissors, you know, they can come to my house, and there's so many of us, like, please post it, and if you, um, it's on purpose because it's going to feel awkward because the world says you have to do it by yourself. And um, God's calling BS on that really hard. So, um, so you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to...
It's going to feel like work and it's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel inconvenient, but do it anyway. I think once we, once we establish our village, it's going to be better than all we could ask or imagine. Because one, the, a vision that I got from the Lord is all the women are, we're holding hands and we're circling the church. We go all the way around the church and there's, once we get into our circle and we're unified, there's fire that comes up in the, like the burning, burning bush. The church isn't burning down, but there's fire there. And, um, and as we, so we're unified and then as we go out, the enemy just flees. Like God has a big vision for this tent, like for us, for where we are, and his, this is his business, and so we're about his business, and so I'm going to make that, and make sure you get at it, and then make sure I get your phone number, so on purpose, our village. So I hope I'm hearing this right. This is new, hearing from the Lord, um, and I hope I don't embarrass Heidi by saying this, but, um, you know, the woman at the well, she came to the well, she didn't know she needed healing. Um, she didn't even, she hadn't even met the Messiah yet. She was expecting, but she hadn't met him yet. Um, and you need healing. You might not know it. And I'm going to use this example, but, uh, I've, I was in a car accident years ago, and I had some neck bones that had shifted, and I'd go to the chiropractor and you know, get them popped back in place, but they'd always come back out. And I was just telling that to Heidi, and she put her hands on my neck, and she prayed over my neck, and I felt a release. She was praying for the, a spirit of trauma to be released from my neck. I felt something just release. And... This is like day two, and the, the bones are just not sticking out the way they were, and I'm feeling, you know, free, you know? I didn't even know I needed healing for my neck, you know? And um, so with that being said, you know, sometimes you just need somebody in your life, like Brittany was talking about, to just kind of point you that you need healing. Like Jesus went to the well. He knew this woman needed healing, and he gave it to her, and she brought revival. So seek healing even when you don't think you need it because it's, it's real and he, he's offering it to you. So one of the things that the Lord was showing me last night as I was just telling my husband everything that, that was happening, what the Lord did, and God just spoke something to me that we didn't even talk about on the women's retreat. And it was that, you know, we talked about how we are women of influence, right? But the Lord said... All women are, are women of influence. What are you going to do with your influence? Are you going to use your influence to, to build your kingdom? Or are you going to use your influence to build God's kingdom? And that's what I feel like the Lord wants us to, to walk away from today. Is every single one of you, whether you're a mother or a daughter or a sister or a wife or, or you're just you. You are a woman of influence. And what are you going to do with that influence? Are you going to build the Lord's kingdom or are you going to build your kingdom? And that's what I feel like the Lord is wanting us to say today. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you will equip us to be woman of influence, of your influence, to build your kingdom. Because even the woman at the well, before she brought revival, she was a woman of influence. She was just influencing men in the wrong way. 
And so, Father, we, we desire to be women who influence people for your glory, to build up your kingdom and not our kingdom. God, whether it's the way that we take care of our children, the way that we take care of our husbands, the way that we, we work in the workplace, God, the way that we love each other here amongst our community, Father, we desire to be women of your influence. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. <laughs> I don't know. This seems harder the second time. I just ran up here the first service, <laughs> and now I feel nervous, and I didn't before. But anyway, um, so I just kind of wanted to expound upon what Pastor Alex talked about. Um, I led a devotional during the ladies' retreat, and it was, and I had, Liz just said lead a devotional. And, and what I ended up talking about fit perfectly into the little puzzle of things that everyone was talking about. But it was also something that the Lord has been leading me through as he is having me step forward in some things and some things that, um, and teaching me about obedience. And, um, and often when you think about obedience, it kind of is one of those words in English that makes you kind of go, ooh, you know, I need to muster up something. Because in, in the English language, we think of obedience as following rules. But, but the word obedience in Greek actually means um, to hear or to listen towards. And, and that's completely different than how we would think about it. And, and so the starting point for obedience is that exactly what Pastor Alex is talking about is that we need to come to the Lord and just listen to him first and, and hear him speak. And, um, and he will speak into us what it is that he wants us to do. And sometimes it won't even be things that he wants us to do. It'll just be telling us who we are telling us that reminding us that we are his daughter that we are his son that we are his children and that's given me just so much freedom because it's not something that we need to strive towards it's not something that we need to muster up the strength to do and so as um the lord was calling me into obedience as i started out in that i started out in that of my own strength and the pressure just became too much and i was I was struggling, and it was difficult. And, and as the Lord began to speak to me to just come and sit at his feet and listen to what it is he had to say, all of a sudden everything changed because it was no longer on me anymore. I just had to do and step forward in what it is that he wanted me to do and just rest in his promises because at the beginning I was afraid that he wasn't going to do what he said he was going to do but as I heard from him and he spoke to me and said I will go before you and I became confident that he would I could rest and just step forward in what it is that he had for me and um it's not surprising that that was the scripture that you got because there is so many women of faith in the Bible and, and women that step forward. But, you know, this, this woman, we don't even know much about her. But, but what she did is she heard from the Lord. And she came into a place that, you know, she was instantly criticized by the disciples. But, and they didn't even see what was going on, but she did because she had got instruction from the Lord. And she just came in and she gave something that was precious that wasn't just like some cooking oil that she poured on Jesus' head. She poured some expensive perfume that was precious to her on his head. And, um, and she sacrificed, but it's because she knew that the Lord had told her that. 
and she trusted in his promise that maybe that was the only thing she had to sustain her. We don't know that. But she trusted in the promise that if she moved forward in what it is that he told her to do, that, she, that, that he would have everything else looked after for her. And, and we can do that. And, um, and I, I've, I've just been able to just even come and stand up here and just be able to speak. And um, the Lord has just been like giving me excitement of watching and seeing what he's doing and how he's just been confirming what it is that he's speaking over our church and over our women and over our, everybody who's sitting here. And we can all hear from the Lord. And there isn't a, some people, I think that Satan likes to speak to you and say that, no, you can't hear that, that maybe it's for for the pastor and maybe it's for the worship leader maybe it's for the people that stand up here on the stage or maybe it's for the person that sits in the chair beside me but I can't hear from the Lord but that is not truth he wants to speak to each one of you he wants to tell you who you are in him and all he wants you to do is just take some time you don't have to go to the mountains to retreat for two days you just need to take some time in your day and say Lord I'm going to give this time to you and you don't even have to say anything because sometimes we talk too much and we don't hear and it's hard to hear when you're talking and so we just need to take some time and sit before him and sit at his feet and just say Lord speak to me and he will and he will and you know what I just want to pray that over our church I just want to pray that over our church I just pray Lord right now that you would just be speaking to each person sitting here right now. Anyone who enters this door, Lord, that you'd just be speaking to them right now, that you'd be opening their ears and just giving them a desire to come and sit at your feet, Jesus. Sit at your feet, Jesus, and just that, that you just have freedom for each one of them, Lord, that you just desire to bring them into places that they haven't been before because they've heard from you, Lord. You just desire to speak love over them, Lord. You just desire to speak healing over them, Lord. And we talked about being women of influence, but you just desire us to be men and women of influence, Lord. And, and we can't do that just by trying to be good. We can't do that just by trying to be nice to people. We can't do that just by trying to be who we think we are supposed to be. But we can do that because we've heard from you and you've given us something to say to somebody else. You've, you've put somebody in our mind to pick up the phone and call. You've given us somebody who needs something and you've given it to us in order to give to them, Lord, because as we receive from you, then we can give out, Lord. And so I pray, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that we would hear from you, that we wouldn't believe in a lie of Satan that says that you don't want to speak to us because you do, because we are your children, Lord. Can you imagine any parent not wanting to speak to their children to speak into their life, Lord? And that's that's what you want to do because you love us. And so I just pray, Lord. I just pray that we would be people of influence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who? Tiffany wants to go. not want to go <laughs> she made me um, um, well, on Friday night we talked about worship and just the different things that you worship through and um, I shared a little bit just my 
um, testimony since I've moved here. Before I moved here, I dealt with a form of anxiety for uh, four or five years, something like that. And when I moved here, I worshipped my way to victory. And there were times that I so did not believe it. And I would sing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And I just, it was, I stood on faith that like someday I would feel that. I would, I would be on the other side of that sea and I would no longer be a slave to fear. And I started to walk. And it wasn't that I didn't feel fear. It was just that I decided that it wasn't going to control me. It wasn't going to, it wasn't going to dictate what I did. I wasn't going to listen to it. And so, um, I was going to say it was ironic, but it was just God that I was singing that song today because now I'm on the other side of that and I'm not a slave to fear. And sometimes, sometimes I still don't feel it. And I just have to know God is good and it doesn't matter if I feel it, if it doesn't matter if I believe it, it doesn't matter what lie is being told to me. God is still good. And I don't come to him saying, okay, I'm worshiping you so that you fix this. Mm-mm. I put that thing aside and I say, you are good no matter what. And I am your child first. And that's where I'm going to operate from. I'm going to operate from that where Moses was in that little nook of like safety of my child right here and and just worship to victory. I kind of, that went all kinds of ways, but okay. <laughs> ah, this is Archie's faith. Yes. I'm totally going to call myself out. I was disobedient in the first service and I didn't come out here and talk because you know so I made Brent turn the car around <laughs> and drop me off so um so I had never been on a women's retreat before so it was all new to me and I was really nervous going into it and the first night I had terrible anxiety and I didn't sleep well that night and so I wasn't hearing from the Lord I was you know just just really fearful and I didn't know why but then whenever um, I don't need any notes Um, whenever we were worshiping it was Saturday night and all the women were singing and it was the sweetest sound I have ever heard in my life it was awesome and those fears and that anxiety left my body and it was awesome. And I slept so good that night. And I woke up and the Lord rescued me from that, from those fears that I've lived with for a long, long time. Terrible anxiety, terrible, terrible insecurities, self doubt, didn't feel worthy. But I learned that I am a daughter of the Lord. He is my father and he loves me. And I will find joy through those trials that he puts me through. And I will not let that be my idol. I was letting that anxiety be my idol. Do not self 
sabotage. Do not let the devil get a hold of you like he had a hold of me. I'm so happy to be here at this church. So thankful. I love all y'all. I really do. Thank you. Yeah, it was. That's good. If y'all know how big that was right there, don't let anxiety or let depression or your addiction be your idol. And it's got a voice. Thank you, Cecilia. That's good stuff. And so, Father, you broke it. You finished it. You did it. We break it in Jesus' name. Everything, everything, God, in Jesus' name. No compartmentalization. No excuses. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Next. <laughs> That's cool. She was ready, man. She was ready for that W to just walk. First of all, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the women in here. You know, that was my first women's retreat ever, and it was amazing. I do not want to cry. I came in here the day we left and addiction from different things my whole life I battled and I learned in this women's retreat that you know we were talking about how sometimes there are things that we just accept as just being part of our life, like cigarettes. And uh, so it was like, well, I gave everything else up. You know, I have to have some kind of vice, you know. But God is my vice. This lady right here is such a woman of God. It's such an influence to the other women in this church. And I learned that, you know, God wants us to unite as women. I feel like this is my family. And it was so nice to be able to spend time with these ladies and, and get to know them other than just an hour in church a week. I learned that there that I could ask God for anything. You know, I grew up, my grandfather was a Baptist preacher. He, he would jump the pews. He was on fire, but I always felt like there were just some things you couldn't ask God for. 
you know, that there were some things that were just on you. And if you didn't pray enough or if you didn't, if you didn't feel like, like just stopping and you're so busy with life and that you just weren't a good enough Christian. And I've learned that I can pray and ask God. I can pray those raw prayers and just ask God anything. You know, and somebody came up to me this morning. And they said, I have a scripture for you. And it was Jeremiah 17, 8. Gosh, if I can see it. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. And I think for me, God showed me that I just need to sit in His presence and I need to wait for Him. God is so good. He has changed my life and he continues to change my life. I have a desire to study his word and to know him more intimately. I think every day I'm falling in love with Jesus. And it's like nothing else matters. That retreat was amazing for me. And I love everybody in this church. Thank you. Mama, I want to ask you to come. I, I just because you're my mama, you're my spirit. One of my spiritual mamas. Come on up here. And, uh, I am too, but I still want you to speak to us. This is this is awesome woman of God right here. Well, it's joyful. It was exciting. It was encouraging. It was wonderful to see these that are speaking catch hold like they have never encountered the Lord before. And I'm so excited that come that they're coming. See, <laughs> it just bless the socks off of me. She left, but she came back. So I know there's so many of you that want to speak, so I'm not going to take much time. But uh, I thank you, Liz. I thank you, Liz. Give me a new appreciation for you and the women of the church. I've seen so many answered prayers. It's my privilege to pray with some of these on Monday night. And my heart leaps when you see them beginning to grow and blossom and share and you can just feel the vibration and the love of God in them. So, Pastor, look out. Those 32 women <laughs> has touched him. We will not cause an uproar, uproar, but they're going to be... <laughs> they're going to be some rumbling. I'm not going to take some of these other people's time. I, I know there's some that wants to share, and they're scared to death. 
their hearts pounding, but they want to come. So who are you? Brittany. Okay, come on. We, we need to make this short and quick. So come on, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Don't hinder if you want to come. Come. I want Brittany to come too. She already come? Oh, okay. That light is bright. <laughs> okay, come on. This has been my very first woman's retreat. And I want you to know, I was terrified. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the movie The Horse Whisperer. Well, from a very young age, I was broken physically, emotionally. And from that very young age until through adulthood, with certain situations that would happen in my life, my first instinct was just to run and keep running. <sighs> the second, the first night I was there, I didn't think, I just said, I gotta get out of here. I can't, it's just, just too overwhelming. But then, when I was laying there looking at the skylight, and seeing the beautiful stars, I heard Jesus speaking to me. And it was, it was very comforting. And so I decided, I know I was hard to, maybe some women there didn't understand why I didn't want to, why I might have been a little bit more distant. And that's because I was just overwhelmed. And anyway, but I know that God has a purpose for me in my life. And he's, he's got my back. And I can't believe I just said. Let's <laughs> fix Done this? <laughs> no, I want you to stay. Um, God is so good. My thoughts go all over the place. It's okay. That's, that's right. what we need to hear. We're not perfect. We're, okay. in, we're in the process of being remade. God has done so much in my life already that I went to this retreat just so full of what He's already done in the two years since we've moved here. But there's still one area that God has to deal with. And you touched me so much. I miss my mama. It's going on five and a half years. And um, you 
touch me like my mom does. <laughs> I know she touches all of us. And she reached out to me, and I just feel so connected and so in love. And, um, but that's who you are. Oh. And to so many people's life, I want to speak that publicly. You are what you're saying. I love you. <laughs> Megan shared something. Um, all the women shared. Brittany, you touched me when you shared. I used to be a pastor's daughter. And seeing you reach out and share your heart, and I know you're generally shy. I was so touched and just crying watching her um, be bold and share what God had shared on her heart. And um, Megan had shared, I don't know if she's here, how God can use suffering. And watching my mom die of cancer was probably, wasn't probably, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through, and God's still going to reach me in that area. But in the meanwhile, I'm a part of something so profound that I feel like I'm back at home. So thank you. I love you. That's all. Um, so on first service, I shared that I just wanted to share a testimony for my mom because she can't be here because she's um, back at home at her church. But um, so before the retreat, my mom had been praying and we'd been praying for her and with her for a couple of years just for her to be able to release the prayer language. Um, I feel like she was filled with the Holy Spirit some time ago and and that there was just some things that were holding her in fear of being out of control and so uh, one day we were on the retreat, and, and I guess my mom had told me beforehand that she had um, asked the Lord that this would be the weekend. And so um, just uh, in the afternoon during free time, Christine and my mom and I were downstairs talking a little bit, and I left for 10 minutes and took a shower, and I came back, and they were like, guess what? And my mom was like, I got my prayer language. And... Um, And it was just so cool to watch her um, over the last few years. I remember when I started walking in some supernatural things and telling my parents about it and them kind of looking at me like I was a little funny. And um, just watching what the Holy Spirit is doing in them now and, and how they're starting to walk in that. And I'm just really excited for them and, and thankful for the way that the, the women of Eastside loved on my mom because she really needed that. So thank you. I just love it when Baptist preachers' wives get filled with the Holy Spirit, huh? Don't y'all? Yeah. I do too. Oh, that's good. Brittany, you going to come? This is my daughter, Brittany, the wife of Brandon Matthews. Brandon, he's not Brandon, he's Brandon. Hey. Oh, it is. It is easier this time. I don't feel like I'm going to, like, die. Um, um, I want to say to you, um, sorry, I don't mean to call you out. Yes, you, um, you feel like you said, you know, we didn't understand you. Um, and I want to say that that's not true. And, you know, you feel like we're thinking things about you and we aren't and um 
that's um, Satan whispering to you to keep you isolated from us. And I want you to look him in the face and call him a liar. Okay. Um, I've lived here for about a year, a little over a year now. And Daddy has, yes, I call him Daddy still, even though I'm 31. Uh, Daddy um, asks me all the time, um, what are you going to do? How are you going to contribute to the church? Um, you know, where do you think God's calling you? And I always say, I don't know. Like to the point where I get you know, aggravated. Oh, I don't know. Just, what do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you want. Just what do you want me to do? Stop, stop asking me that. Um, but I really didn't know. And um, I just assumed that it would be children's ministry because that's a logical place for me to go. I'm a kid's lover. And I want, since I was a little girl, I wanted 500 kids. And, you know, I've just always been a kid's person. But that's just not, I couldn't settle there. And um, so a few months ago, God really laid on my heart um, like a piece of a vision, not even like a whole vision, just a little tiny piece and um, for women's ministry. And um, I, I did bring it up because I finally had something to say. Um, like maybe he'll get off my back, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> He doesn't. Um, uh, um, but um, Mel, which she's not in here, um, Mel said in one of her parts um, what she was, what um, she felt like I was saying to her was that, you know, how do I take this home? You know, when, and one thing she specifically said was, if, when I don't have Margie and when I don't have Liz, you know, how do I do this in real life? And, um, and God said to me very clearly, you know, why not? Why don't you have those people? Because we do have those people. And um, so what he wants to do with us is... Um, I mean, the, it's already prepared. We just have to do it. Um, is he's, he's giving us our village. And I've posted, um, Jordan, what she's gone. She reminded me that I've posted it on Facebook a lot. I feel the lack of the village a lot. And I believe in that um, model uh, system. And I'm just sitting back, you know, God, where's my village? God, I want the village. God, I would benefit from the village. And he has um, given me the vision to establish ours. So um, so what I'm going to do is um, make a Facebook page. That's where we're going to start. That's definitely not where it will be, end up. But that's where we're going to start. It's an easy starting place. Um I'm going to make a Facebook group. I'm going to add everybody that I have access to add. Um, if you have friends on your friend list, add them. Um, if you don't do Facebook, if you don't have Facebook, or if you have a Facebook account but you never check it, um, Elizabeth, I'm looking at you. 
um, <laughs> I please make sure I get your number because you are our village too. Just because you don't have to have Facebook to be one of us. And um, so I have a list. I need your number. And um, God said um, the vision that kind of brought, like started the snowball that brought all this is we're standing in a circle around the church um, with our backs to the church and we are we come together into a like complete circle and um, the fire of the Lord falls down and then as we go out like we're expanding um, the enemy's just fleeing like not even running away fleeing um, so I want you to um, imagine what would happen if we are completely unified body of women that understands who God is and understands who God says we are and we don't take anything but that ever um, and so um, sorry my brain Jason um, it's it's a force to be reckoned with and so I want us to do that and I need you to it's gonna be weird at first the world has us isolated there is a reason why depression and anxiety and all these um, mental illnesses are more prevalent in women is because we are pack people and the world has us isolated and the and the enemy is so happy about that and we're just not gonna put up with that anymore okay so um, and it's going to be weird. Don't um, let yourself feel needy. Don't let yourself feel whiny. Don't, you know, if you need something, say it. If you um, feel like you have something to give, say it. Because someone that's afraid to say they need, needs it. You know, I want, my vision for it is that I want to be so connected to our village that, you know, if Tiffany wakes up in the middle of the night and she writes on the page, you know, I can't sleep because of blah, blah, blah. I want the Lord to wake me up at 2 a.m. and say, you know, your people need you. I want to be connected. Um, and like Daddy was saying, we do have that intuition, but we have to open ourselves up to use it. We need to put ourselves out there to get it. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in, and I'm inviting you to jump all in with me, please. So I have two things. I said this in the first service, but I, I feel like it, the Lord specifically wants me to share it again. Um, so when I was talking to my husband last night and just kind of sharing with him what the Lord did, the Lord just kind of bring, bring some revelation because we studied a lot about the woman at the well in John chapter four. And if you, I mean, most people are pretty familiar with that story, but what we talked about is how we are women of influence and that, that God's created us to be women of influence. But what the Lord showed me is that everybody's a person of influence, whether good or bad, we're women of influence, whether we're influencing the kingdom of God or we're influencing our own kingdom we are people of influence and um Robin while you were talking the Lord said you used to be a woman of bad influence but now I'm making you a woman of my influence 
And so all these things that he's broken off of you this weekend, don't let the enemy come back and say, you don't have that influence. Because the woman at the well had an influence. It was a bad influence with the men, but then it became a God influence and she changed the whole the whole city. Amen. And so um, I really want to just encourage you guys that whatever, whether you're a woman or a man or a kid or whatever, that you are a person of influence. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you are a person of influence. And so be God's person of influence and not your own person of influence. And the second thing that I wanted to say that I didn't say in the first service is Margie came up to me at the very end and um, and she said she just wanted to thank me for sowing the seeds so that she could reap the harvest. And August will be 11 years that I've been here. And this is what I've been praying for. This is what I've been believing God to see. And June will make 19 years that I've been leading worship. I started when I was five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't. Um... <laughs> but it'll be 19 years that I've been leading worship and I'm, I'm getting to see God. I'm getting to reap a harvest that was very hard to sow. And some of you, I feel like, are in seasons where you feel like it's effortless seed sowing, where you've been sowing seeds and sowing seeds and you've just been praying, God, I want to see the harvest. I want to see something good, but sometimes we're not meant to be the ones to see the harvest. And that was one of the things that Margie pointed out is that I'm blessed I get to see it and reap it. But she gets the benefits of it even though she didn't sow all of the seeds. And so I don't know what season you're in of sowing the seeds, but continue to do what God's asked you to do. Because somebody's going to get to reap the harvest. Somebody's going to get to see whether it's 19 years later or whether it's instantaneous, but sow the seeds. Do what God's asking you to do and be the person of influence that he's called you to be and build his kingdom instead of your own kingdom. Amen. Okay. No. No, we're not going to. But it is 1241. This girl can get the spirit to preach. That's what I. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, she knows the word. I can tell you that right now. Kim Lewis, bless us. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, I'm. <laughs> Thanks, Kim Bells. Um, I sometimes have to think to myself, you know, because I do enjoy talking and, and stuff. But like, is what you got to say really? Are you want to just have attention, or you really got something to say? And very rarely do I. I've learned to if you. If, sometimes if it won't go away, it's like him. You're not trying to just get attention. You got something to say, so just go with it. But uh, Liz, we were talking about worshiping through stuff, and Liz had asked me to 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 consider talking about you know worshiping through um, light loneliness and stuff. You know. I mean, it comes and goes. It's, it, you know, it's just life sometimes. But the first thing that I thought of was like, well, I can tell you of when I didn't worship through it and the repercussions of that. And uh, and so I shared that, and and it was just, it wasn't a, it wasn't hard to do, and it was pretty easy. And you, you know, you cry sometimes because when it, when you when you open your heart and you know, it's like that's a little tender, but you get to see it. Um, and I was just overwhelmed. So first off, worship through it. And worship is not necessarily always singing a song or 
always praying a prayer. Sometimes worship is just, this is how I feel. I feel utterly alone. But God, you say, what you say, God, is that you don't ever leave me, so you're here. Or you're just, you just speak truth into no matter how real the feeling or real the life circumstance is that you feel, worship sometimes is just simply speaking the truth. And although I've learned that lesson from there, now I have to take that same lesson and else reapply it to new situations where fear does try to come in and, and tell you, you know, you can't live without addiction. You can't, these are just things you just got to get with. You know, just keep it hidden. Nobody will know. And you ain't got to hear nobody's opinion. But it's still, you, you can't wipe it on the rug. It needs to be addressed. So you take what you learn and you go to the next situation and keep moving on. But I was so amazed by, I don't know how to handle it sometimes when people come up to me and they're like, Kim, you were like, Megan was like, told me five times, like, you are so awesome and powerful. And everybody said all these things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to receive that. Like that, I like that. That's nice to hear, but please don't think I'm better than I am. <laughs> uh, don't want to, I'm not trying to put on a facade. Like, what do I do? And I was, I know I was talking to Michelle um, Clark. I don't know last names very well, but, uh, and, and I was like, I mentioned this to her. I was like, I don't know what to do about this. And, and talking to her, it kind of came up with those times that you feel alone. Maybe what God's doing is putting a little pot over here so you can take what this woman said and what this woman said and that you had an influence on her that was positive. And you, you know, all these things, you put them over here in this pot and you just take them as love notes from God. This is God's heart towards you. God loves you and he sees and he's proud of you. That the, you know, and it's always good when you, when daddy God tells you, I'm proud of you, girl. I'm proud of you, son. Because you see all the reasons he shouldn't be. You see all the reasons why he shouldn't love you. Like, And the thing is, I, it came to me right before Mel said her word about being daughters. Was God doesn't have to try to love you. He doesn't muster it up like, let's get it together. All right, we're going to love some Bethany, you know, or, <laughs> you know. And he doesn't have to work to it. And, 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 and all these things kind of come together for that. And um, I wanted to bring into the village and the woman thing. And those coming together as women. There's a lot of women. Not everybody who is an active and important role in our church came on the women's retreat. And y'all need to know that. That it won't just those on the women's retreat. There's others in this church that are just as important. And just as needed. So when we talk about creating a village of women, I know for a fact there are women who are thinking, well, that ain't for me. I've been wishing that would happen for a long time. I wish that, you know, but I don't, you know, nobody sees me, nobody knows me. Sometimes it ain't about somebody. You need to remember people need you. Not that you necessarily need other people. And you're a hidden gem in these places. So when we talk about trying to create this place where women can come together and be, help each other out, whether it's with the kids that are married, y'all got kids or single kids, whatever, or the single folks like me who's just like, hey, I ain't got nothing to do on a Friday night. Who wants to go out to dinner or cook me something? You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's possible. And as much as I know, and I wanted to say this, and I didn't say it last service, and I couldn't decide, because I, I, that's what five different things I've brought up. 
And I try to bring it down because I know I'm long-winded, but I feel like what I got to say is good most of the time. But I wanted to speak after Brittany spoke for that specific reason. Specific reason. You, you think that you're not needed or you think that you're ignored or you think that this is something that, well, it's a great idea, but it's, it's, there's, a, there's a hard spot because you've been hurt. It's not that you need somebody else. It's that we need you. You're valid and you have so much to offer. And so I really hope that we do continue. This is something that's been happening for years. Years and years we've been talking about women coming together and not being so separate because we are so responsibility people. So let's, I'm excited about that. And even if it doesn't happen like this, it's not perfect right off the bat. It takes time to build trust. It takes time to feel like you can open up. It takes time, but well, y'all, let's just all agree. I'm in and it's good. Thanks guys. Men, let's give a big shout out to our ladies of Eastside Church. That's not a shout out guys, give it up. My mother died of leukemia. She died 30 days from diagnosis. She was only alive uh, just a couple days after they started her treatment. And she wrote me a letter before she started her treatment. And she never really recouped once they did the first rat poison injection of uh, chemotherapy. this is what it was it's the best blessing I can ever remember it's the blessing Paul wrote to the church he said I love you because I love you so much I never cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers <laughs> that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling on your life. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance because you're a saint. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward you who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Way above anything that would ever attack you. Way above anything that would ever lie to you far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And the Father, through Jesus Christ, has put all those things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things. He gave that to the church, which is you, which is his body, the fullness of of him who fills all in all. So this Mother's Day, I hope you've had a great day. I thank you, ladies, for sharing your testimony. And I pray that we're impacted for change, that we're not the same.
what did you call it? You said uh, women of influence, W-O-I. And we can be men of influence as well. You're going to influence. It's just how you're going to influence. God bless you. If you need prayer, our prayer team wants to pray with you. Uh, they want to agree with you. They want to call heaven down for you. So come pray with them. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night. Happy Mother's Day. Once again, thank you for listening to the East Side Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, please visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.